Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the American Israelite Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast, and I am one of your co-hosts. Natan Natan, who am I? <laughs> Natan L. Ted Deutsch. And I am Julie Burnsonbrook, back from the West Coast. Oh, that's right. You should tell us about it. So you were in the heart of Smokeville. Right. So first I started and you out. Weren't sm- and you weren't smoking. No. First I started out, I worked at my sister's store for a couple of days, you know, over the top in Highland Park. And it's sidewalk sale days. It's something I remember from childhood. It's a lot of fun. I see a lot of my friends from growing up there. It's a great time. And then I flew out to see my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, Lawrence and Hillary Levy. I want to wish them also a mazel tov on their 40th wedding anniversary coming up in a few days. And I got to meet my great niece, Elle Brooke. Uh, her last name is Perko. Um, it's my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's daughter, Sarah Levy Perko's daughter. Okay, so back up. So this is your... Great-niece. No, no, no. Who's... It's Barry's sister, Barry's... Hillary Le- Brooke Levy. Okay, so Barry's sister, Hillary. And her husband, she Lawrence She went to Warner Levy. Hills. Right, I remember and, and her. then she went to Indiana. And then okay. Lawrence Levy, who remember, I've also told you he was the CFO of, of Pixar and, uh, and the personal friend... That's who friend she's of, married to? Yes. Oh, wow. So I went out there to visit them. He's a major dude. And my brother-in-law is a major dude, too. He's done a lot of great things in the computer and law business. And Who was this guy? Lawrence Levy. He's written a book, oh, remember, you... from Pixar and Beyond. And... Oh, I got that book. Right, I gave it to you. Oh, well, his, no, I think I got that from the, the Jewish hospital event. Oh, that's right. That's he right. He came you got in the, for that. Yes, and he gave the lecture. I think you, right. it was that snowy, rainy day. Right, right, yes. right, right. Okay. So that's who she's married to. That's who she's married to. So, so I went he's on, like a, a very high-achieving person. Very high-achieving, and they yes. have their own foundation called Juniper, Juniper Foundation, which okay. works with meditation, and they have a large following with that. So it's very, very cool. So I get out to San Francisco. I see my great niece. It was a wonderful experience. And then we drove out to Lake Tahoe. They have a home in Lake Tahoe. And my cousin Ellen Brooke uh, from Cleveland, who joined us, she lives out in California now, needs to use the restroom at in a town called Colfitz, C-O-L-F-A-X. It's about a few, uh, maybe an hour or so outside of Lake Tahoe, and it's about 3.30 when we stop there. Get to Lake Tahoe in their home in Lake Tahoe. We're watching the Olympics. The bottom, it says... Colfax fire started at 3.30, the exact moment we passed there. So mm, the next wow. day we had already were getting some air pollution warnings, and mm. then we woke up Friday morning, and the air pollution was 500 from the smoke. Uh, 50 is considered normal, so we packed up and we left. You oh, know, wow. I think the sad thing is for us, it was it's such a beautiful place. It is, but... And you think about all the people just a few miles from you that are really... I mean, at that time it was 26... part of it. 2,600 acres and over 100 structures burned, and it was mm. called this was called the River Fire, but there was also the Dixie Fire that affected us. Right, right. Um, so, all right, so we want to also welcome, we have a special guest in studio right now. Go ahead and tell them who you are. Hey, everyone, it's Y.Y. Davis, Mark Spagels. <laughs> He's got to move What's his funny bike. About that? This was What's a surprise visit, like Mr. That? Rogers' Neighborhood. It was a surprise. It is. You see, we, I like that because when I when I grew up in North Avondale, you would just go knock on people's doors. Hey, they want to come out and play? Yeah, okay. Everybody's home. Kids don't do that anymore. I know. I know. It was better when I was a little kid. Yeah, you'd knock on their well, door and they could play or they couldn't play. Yeah, well, you could I play. Yeah, that's right. I gave up waiting. I mean, I, I did say I was waiting for like a gilded envelope to you know show up and, with an invitation to to come. And, and what you that, got was a call. Bring got, me ranch dressing that's exactly what happened <laughs> <laughs> all right so but i do want to have a serious moment here um because um a friend of mine that i grew up with died yesterday 
And uh, actually, it was a. It was on Tuesday. Wait, what was the ninth? The ninth was when. It was yesterday we got the notice. So it was Monday. Monday was the ninth. Yeah, Monday was the ninth. Uh, anyway, uh, Ned Leibowitz, who I grew up with, um, passed away on Monday. The funeral is tomorrow, and so I'm going to be going. So I wanted to just. He was a friend of mine. He, I mean, a lot of people knew him. I just want to have like a moment of silence for him. Okay. Um, and it's just sad. I mean, it's been sad. I've been dealing with some other stuff lately, and it's just kind of been a tough week. Been yeah. A tough week. And you were dealing with fires and smoke and travel. I'll tell you, I want to I want to give a shout out to Delta when I called them to say that I wasn't going to be flying out of Reno and I needed to switch my flight that we were evacuating. They were more than gracious, changing my flight, no charge. I it was really very gracious. I think they've like kind of put all that charge because. It's it's just a mess right now. It's a mess. And, 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 and they're just happy people. They're having customers right now. Right. So I want to shout out to them. I also want to go back to talking about when I was in Highland Park working right. at my sister's. So I'm there, and this young two young girls come in, and they want to look at my sister's art. So she also paints. Mm. And they come in, and they're standing by the door, and they're wearing masks because a lot of people were either wearing masks or, you know, people were wearing masks because we were getting a little concerned about the Delta virus. And they're talking and talking, and they said, well, we're not from here. And my sister says, well, where are you from? Cincinnati. What? Turns out, yes. Turns out it was Deidre Perlmutter. She is the senior career coach and human resource JBS. manager and scholarship administrator at JF at JBS yeah. Career Services, and I've heard so much about her. Yeah. Oh, I know her well. She's yeah, she's great. Yeah, so it was pretty funny. She's also related to the Gold uh, Farms, Goldhoffs in town. Um, uh-huh. She's a, a first cousin of Kenny Goldhoff. Okay, which means she's also related to our Joan Rivers. Pam's sake, yes, they're related. Yeah, yes, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And I also want to go back to something that you guys talked about last week about honey. And I was always right. under the understanding that there still had to be a hexer no. on honey. No, there doesn't. No, uh, I don't any think honey right. is a naturally produced thing from bees, and it's the only thing in nature that's kosher without a hexer. It's just naturally right. kosher. I think. I think there is some complication. I was listening to, right. to this last week, and I was like, I, "See, now, now we're I, I don't know if there is a complication. I don't it know. It just depends. I think what the source is. Okay, I think. Okay. But if it's like from if it's a flower or if it's right. um, if you ha- okay, uh, so if you, you know, had like, a, like um, some uh, weird situation where you were like on a spaceship mm-hmm. and you had bees there and you had a specific fl- plant or flower that you were deriving the honey from, then I could see that you'd have like a a halakha question, a kosher issue with that of how it would be, you know you know what I mean. Yeah. Or if you were in a specific place like some like India, and it was the honey came from a specific type of plant that was not kosher, it's you know then you get into kind of splitting yeah. hairs over what the what is you know because you know there I mean? is it's, a hexer on right. a lot of the honeys. It does say yeah, oh you right yeah. right right right. So, I'll, I'll look this up while we while you. Talk. It's actually I, a I very good question. That's a good question. So, so I wanted to swing question. back to that. So yeah, anyway, it's a good question. Um, I wanted to talk about the front cover because... Well, I want you to point out what's down in the bottom right of the front cover. It says, announcing the new American Israelite, bigger, bolder, and all in color. So I am holding in my hand the first bundle that was on the paper that was delivered of the new American Israelites. So so that's live already? That's this week? Yes. No, last week. Last week. Oh, wow. Last week. 
We're excited. We switch printers. It's, um, it's wonderful. It's so, all the latest technology and everything. Everything now, is, it's like the technology is 20 years, you know, advanced from where we were. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. It I'm really is fantastic. So anyway, today is Wednesday, August 11th, uh, 2021, and it is the 3rd of Elul. We are in Elul, 5781. Yes. And on the cover is uh, talking about the MASA Summer Internships for College Masa. and Gra- MASA Summer Internships for College and Graduate Studies students. And on the front is a story about a girl named Rachel. And the first thing when I looked at it and said, <laughs> Rachel, I thought, is that Ted's daughter? She's very beautiful, and she looks very much like your own daughter. But you, But actually, this girl is from... Your hometown. She's from the UK. She's from London. Up in London. She was going to law school. That's my home country, not my hometown. Yes. (laughs) Well, London is your home. Is your London? No, Manchester. Manchester. Okay. Yeah. Manchester, England. Well, you know, Andy Soloff is from Leicester. Is it Leicester? It's uh, it's spelled Leicester, but it is pronounced Leicester. Oh, you're the first American that can do that. I knew that. Try try to say Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Or even better, Worcestershire. 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 I love that Worcestershire try to get sauce. Ameri- tr- well, Worcestershire. That's, you know, Worcestershire. That's, that's how Americans say it. It's funny. <laughs> or Leicestershire. So well, it's interesting because um, back in around 2007, I got a call or an email from MASA, M-A-S-A, which is a joint uh, for the, the Jewish Agency for Israel, and I think Birthright Israel has a joint. They're putting together this joint program called MASA, M-A-S-A. And they said, we are inviting journalists from all around the world to come over and introduce you to this program. And this is, did I ever tell you this? This is my stories where I was, um, I got left in Starote. Yes. That's from going on this trip, from this oh. massage story Well, they trip. thought that you, it says it's specifically for college <laughs> and graduate students. They figured you were educated as a journalist, too. Uh, that was not the case. <laughs> um, so, so I went. They flew us all into Israel and then put us up in the, and took a tourist around for a week. And it was really fantastic. So this has kind of like come full circle for me. It's very to talk nice. about this um, Masa. And, and you it's, know, it's a wonderful program. It does sound like it really, it's, it's wonderful. Like the girl it's kind of like a gap, you know, if you like. When you're done with college, what do you want to do kind of a thing? Well, you have internships. This girl's had an internship, yeah. and now she's going to be a lawyer in Israel. Yeah. So we know that the Rosh Hashanah ads are coming oh, yes, due because yes. your big issue is coming up, so please be aware of that. Now, on page three, we have a really nice story about uh, uh, the Jew- the new service being offered by Jewish uh, family, service. family Service, and it's geared towards children's mental health. And they've just hired this May Leah Marcus, and actually, I met Leah Marcus through that other podcast, Unorthodox. We kind right, of like right. met each other, realized that we were both from Cincinnati. So it doesn't. It tells the story of what's going on as far as what Jewish Family Service and what is offering to the community. But they didn't give some background on Leah, which I'd like to give. So I want everyone right. to know she's from Cleveland, and she has a psychology degree from Miami University, and she has an MSW from UC, and she's also worked. She's worked with. Um, the prison system, and she's worked with the Greater Cincinnati Behavioral Services, so she's well-qualified. She's married, lives in Loveland, and has two children, and she's really lovely. I actually also saw her at uh, Edith Israel and introduced myself to her. So we're very fortunate to have Leah in our community, and this is a great article, particularly for those who have kids that are younger and are facing all sorts of issues, not only from COVID, but just the stress of society. So, well, just being a teenager... And yeah. uh, teen, those teen years and then college years. And, you know, people need someone to talk to. I mean, 
in it's, it's not unusual. Mental health in young teens is uh, mm-hmm. an increasing. It's, it's a bigger issue than you it is. Think. It is a big issue, and we don't want to be insensitive. We want to be sensitive to their needs versus right. insensitive. So if we don't have to be stoic anymore, we can be more involved in our children and what's going on in their lives. I don't know my motto is you know stiff upper lip. Yeah, yeah. stiff <laughs> upper lip. I'm stiff joking. Stiff upper lip and. I Give them some beer to drink. You know, no, I, I believe there's a little, I do believe there's a little bit of that, but no, it's good that there's a stronger awareness of these issues, but I, I, I don't want to lose, you know, that. Well, yeah, you have to have some strength in your constitution, right. but we need to also Correct. be aware that there's a lot going on. There is. And think, speaking of reflection, Shlichot yes. co- is coming up. Shlichot is on... Saturday night, August 28th. So we begin, <laughs> no, we begin st- saying sleek hope prayers leading up to the high holidays about a couple weeks during Elul, a couple weeks before high holiday service. And if you're a Sephardi, then you do it uh, for the full month of Elul. So okay. that means they're doing it now. And El- also, it, the, starting in Elul 1, they st- every morning, I don't, I'm not there at Chakrit. I will be there Sunday. I go on Sunday. They start blowing the shofar every morning. I know, which is why I would like to just go for the shofar, because I I love love the shofar. Me too. I like that too a lot. I really love the shofar. On our community calendar, it looks like Northern Hill Synagogue has a a large amount of community programs that they're having during, it's a Elul programming. Uh, It starts with, uh, there is Julie Pentelnik, Edith Moss, and Zach Zach Lempert will be talking about creating a community ketubah, which I thought is pretty cool. But there's a lot of other programs. Now we get down to Thursday, August 19th, and book an author, Mengele, Unmasking the Angel of Death. I, I'm not sure that's as uplifting as uh, the other items on our calendar. Well, that's, it's, it's, yeah, but it's reality. It is I reality. Mean, it's reality. Well, I was actually talking to Carol about this because she's a big uh, member of Northern Hills. And I said, what's going on at Northern Hills? They have thing. She goes, well, during the month of Elul, they have something every day to prepare you for high holidays. And I was like, okay, that actually makes sense, and it's good good because you want to be prepared you know because we're ending this one year and we're starting a new year and it's time to focus and it's time to awaken and it's time to think about all our deeds and what's happened this you know it's kind of you want to talk what's happened this past year and and what did you accomplish and what did you and i think a lot of people right well i think a lot of people have changed their outlook and their thinking and some of and they've used this year because we've been isolated and quarantined to change some of their aspects of their life. So there's probably going to be a lot of reflection this year, uh, which is good for everybody. Well, to, I think and, and I change th- is good. Right. I agree with you. I think it's, but I think it's changing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've all been vaccinated and things are somewhat back to normal. We don't want to go back to that whole being clo- uh, uh, shut in. Right. We don't want to do that again. I was talking to a buddy last week who travels a lot. He's, he's, um, been a, re- a real great addition to our community here for the past year or so. Um, and I, f- I don't know how long he's going to stay because he travels a lot. Uh, he, he moves, not, you know, not just travels, moves. Huh. And so he was, t- I was just thinking it was like the love of travel, which I like traveling right. myself. But he said, um, he, he talked about this concept. He said, you know, the, the renewal that you have every year and, you know, every, if life is continuous without a pause, you know, and some refresh, um, you need that. And he talked about Elul and Rosh Hashanah. And he said for him, he takes it to the next level. He needs a complete refresh, new place. <laughs> so, it's it's great. It's great, and uh, and you know we're going now through the Israelite, right, and right. we are moving on to some of the news and in, in national news. And this is something that I received a lot of emails about. 
regarding what was going on in Cleveland. So right. the candidate that was pro-Israel actually won. And surprisingly, I heard from some friends, social friends, because, I, you know, it's my previous life, I was the executive co-chair of the Hamilton County Democratic Party. In a previous right, life, I'm really right. not involved anymore, but people still call. And they were a lot of people were getting a lot of really scary emails about this campaign that was going on between these two people. And there was a lot going on about the squad supporting Nina Turner. And oh. I have met Nina Turner in the past. I'm a little surprised she aligned herself with the squad or if the squad aligned themselves with her. But either way, the Democratic majority for Israel came through and was able to get Chantel Brown as the elected uh, Cuyahoga County Council uh, woman elected as the representative in this de Democratic primary. And one big item is that the Grove just opened in Ch in Cleveland. The Grove. Oh. Okay, what is the Grove? Yes, so please the tell Grove us. is this new kosher superstore. Oh. That just, in fact, that was on the front page of the Cleveland Jewish. And I get you know all these different papers, and I would read them, and it's like a one-stop shop for kosher. I mean, and it's huge. It's just like. Huge. It's bigger than that that tent in that what they was someone's tent in Chicago. The the. Oh, no. Yeah, it used to be called. There was Romanian. Romanian. They still have Romanian. I get. I get roast beef from. That's the meat place. Yossi. But then Rosie, they had. Yossi brings. Then me they Romanian. had the other one, the other kosher. There was Romanian kosher. Was the butcher right. shop, and then they had the other kosher, which is like a giant grocery store of right. all sorts. That's where I got a lot of oh. good stuff at the grocery store too. All right. Well, this is Hungarian. A, the Hungarian, Hungarian. is okay. now something's okay. tent. It's okay. Sarah's tent. Okay. I think okay. It's so called. this is now kind of like that. It's just. You can get kosher sushi, you can get meat, wow. chicken, fish, yeah, that's everything. Yeah, that's what the tent All, thing you know, is. Fresh-baked challah. I mean, it's like a, a kosher nirvana for people that keep kosher. And it's um, it's right down the street from, like, you know, Green Road. Everybody goes, like, Green Road and near Boris's Meats, and it's, like, right down there. Well, that's nice for Cleveland. So I will be stopping there on my, when I go fishing in a couple months. I will stop there and get load up on... On uh, on vittles and provisions, and um, and uh, I'll stop there, and then then I'll go then I'll go on my way go fishing. So. I think uh, I think I was at the Grove in Detroit. I think it's the name. Uh. Of the place. It is really impressive. So yeah. was it a chain, the Grove? I think I think, I think they're is, based yeah. in Florida. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Think well, that right. would make sense for a Grove to be something from the Grove to point. Florida. Yeah. yeah. So can we get a Grove here associated with Mark's Hot Bagels? I don't know if it's I big enough. I know. Big got, enough. I don't know. Yeah. Now you are having something you'd like to share with us. Can yes. You yes. Tell us We've a got big. See, we have the Israelite big announcements. Now we have the YY Davis Mark's Hot Bagel big announcement. The girl are you ready? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that sounds. <laughs> That's not the right one. Wait, wait, wait. We got a new one. Okay, we like that one a lot too. That's our uh, rock band. Ted on his toys, I love it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, we, we people have talked to us about um, grocery for a long time, and we want to focus on getting the bagel store perfect. I, I think um, we, this is something we would have done a year and a half ago, but for COVID. Right. But we're going to do top to bottom, brand new remodel Mark's Bagels. Should be coming later this year. Wow. And I've got some, this is not actually the latest design, but um, I can show you some of the early, 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 um, renderings of it and it's um, uh. the, the the whole thing is going to be hey, there you go oh nice oh nice i like that. the modern kinda like the, modern look well to it. we were very selective on who we chose to do this design oh, because wow. we want to respect the 
the sense of history and nostalgia and, yeah. and uh, legacy of Marx, but modernize it. So they've done a great job of keeping the key elements of giving it that old school diner look, but just everything's brand new. Now, John, well, John is going to really have a conniption here when he comes in there. Well, look, I, uh, John doesn't. <laughs> I, I've, I've showed. I'm just, I, I'm I, just no. pulling your he, leg. He, no, he's he's very supportive of it. He, I've I've discussed it with him. I've showed him. Uh, you know, I consult with him, um, and uh, I think sometimes the store can have the appearance of the um, of being unclean, and it's just right. old. It's like you know, we we clean the place. We de- we deep clean it. We you know. Um, this has got be, a very clean look to it. It's and so you, brand new. And you said you used one of my ideas, which I keep asking, mm-hmm. when am I going to see it? Because I do use your Clover internet pre-order system mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And I've had great success with it. Yeah. So what are you doing that was my idea? Well, um, you had said, you know, we should have a quick line for people. Who, who do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, the, pr- the problem is, you know, the, the bagel shop has evolved over time so you've got little add-ons to it here and there and this is just you know online ordering is right, just one right, of the latest right, add-ons right. it's got to be redesigned from the ground up with um efficient systems and um for, for the way we operate now right. that's what we've done we've teared it down to the basics and and built up where it makes sense so um you're going to be able to if you pre-order you come to the front door you know you need to c- come all the way to the front counter right there there's going to be a mobile order pickup you prepay, you come, you grab it, you're out. You don't, you don't, you skip the line. Um, but it, it's it's going to take a little while until we get it built. But it's yeah. it, it's beautiful. It's right. going to be really. Are you nice. going to have to close down in order to build it, or are you going to do it maybe during the ho- some holiday time when right. you know? Well, we never close for holiday. I mean, we yeah. we, we have I think five cl- days a year that we close. So um, no, we're, we're pretty committed to staying open. I, ha- I have to talk to the contractors still to how we're going to do it, but. I mean, the, the marching orders are that we're going to stay open. Then it's just a matter of how. Maybe we'll have a tent outside. Um, yeah, that might not be some, a bad idea. We did that at the beginning of COVID when, yeah. when yeah. dining first opened up. Some, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, you were one of the first I saw with a tent outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The big thing that's going to be different with the store, I mean, th- there's a lot. I mean, th- but all the food is going to be on display. So they're going to make the sandwich mm. right in the front counter. Almost, almost like... Like a like a one of those those see, what are they called kitchens see through kitchen not it's, a, it's, it's a display like, kitchen yeah. kind of thing. So you're gonna walk down the line. They're gonna make the bagel right in front of you. The key thing is that we wanted to. We've already done a lot to improve um, efficiency. So there's not a lot. Uh, you know, you're not waiting as long. Um, it's still not perfect. But what the issue we have now, since we have a cashier taking the order and someone else preparing it, sometimes there's miscommunication. We want to get back to having the customer order it directly with the person uh. making the sandwich or making their order. So you're going to be right over the counter. They're going to be making it in front of you. You can what you know. You can you can watch. see a little bit more of that, a little bit less of that. You got yeah. it. You got it. And and now there's hmm. no middleman anymore. Right. Um. It, this what we did for the past year with the new POS was an improvement. It you know gave them a ticket system to run off of. But um, sometimes you know reading a ticket versus hearing it from someone directly. So this is a we we feel like we've gone five steps forward with a POS that we put in last July. Um, it's far from where we want it to be. There's still and there's tell still us about my favorite thing: the ranch dressing, pizza. <laughs> Let's talk about pizzas. We are getting out there with our pizza. Good, great, yeah. great. Well, we want to get Blue Ash right. I mean, people have asked me about additional locations, you know, grocery, you know, and and those things are all exciting. But you know, my goal is to get this perfect. I, right. mean, I mean, it's never going to be one hundred percent perfect, but as close to perfect as possible. 
So no. moving back into the paper on yeah, our National yeah. Orthodox National News, we have the Think, Feel, Grow column. And this week I did understand it. A lot of times I don't understand it. He's he's quite the prolific writer, um, Rabbi Shmuel Reichman. He's now a rabbi. He just, he just got uh, Shmita. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's... he's it, what is this? Smicha. Smicha, sorry. So Smicha. I'm going to butcher all the words here. In the beginning he's talking about neshama, and then he's talking about... Yeah, that's your soul. Yeah, soonest, the modesty. And it's he's talking about how it's... You're, it's more important to be beautiful on the inside than it is on the outside. And then he moves into the captive uh, wife, the one that you capture in a war, and she becomes your wife, and whether or not, and how you decide if she should be your wife, all the things from uh, ho- keeping her here and not seeing her, then shaving her head, and all kinds of things. Uh, oh, that's okay. So when we went into battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 they, and they, they would. Essentially, be- it's like you don't rape the other team's girls. Right, no, no. But if you want it, you found the person attractive, then she could stay in her, was it her house or your house, and she had to cut off all her hair. So and, that's and just the she, first thing she wanted to do after thinking she's going to be married to someone from the other team. You know? Okay, and then she had to, like, trim her nails and all that, and it, it was like 30... I think, was I think it lo- it was local. Well, she had to look unattractive, and if you still were in love with her and she looked unattractive, yeah. then you could marry her. So, okay, okay. Um, and it's all, it goes back then down into the animalistic behavior, whether <laughs> if you have a, a marriage woof, like this woof. and you have children, and are your children <laughs> then going to be animals, or, you know, is this gonna uh, be a marriage based on love? And, and then it goes on back again. He talks about a little. So he does write a long column. He does. As I said, sometimes I understand it, and sometimes I don't. This time I was able to follow it, and, it was great. I thought it was a really good column. It's interesting. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of like the whole slavery thing. It's, I think, I think what it is is you know, given the context of those times, putting in a system that, like, that it's sound- human hu- yeah. humanitarian. Yeah. At the same time as you are in war, you have these women. You have maybe men that don't have wives. So oh, yeah, I was, to- okay. I was talking to an uncle of mine who's a vegetarian. He's a vegan actually, and um, he was saying how we all need to be vegan and because um, for him that's his his religious beliefs and um huh. i you know and i was saying look i, I actually think probably 50 years time it's, it's going to be the majority of us are going to be vegan or vegetarian and we'll probably look back and say well back in the days when we were savages and ate animals and i, I mean just the talking purely hypothetically here, savages you know um, but we're going to look back and say, well, at least we had the, a good, humane system for it, like the way we killed Well, the kosher way is very, very humane. Well, I think the rabbis tried. I'm not sure that we really will get rid of it fully, but. Yeah, I think the rabbis try to be humane. I really do. I think yeah, when they do their important. writings and their debatings that they work more and more on being humane. Um, in Israel News, there's an interesting story on page nine about a, I'm going to butcher his name, but we're going to go for it anyway, Artem. Dolga Piat, he was on Team Israel, and he was the men's floor exercise finalist. In the meantime, he's 24. He's been in the U- from the Ukraine. He immigrated at age 12. And because his father is not Jewish, he cannot get married in Israel. He has to go elsewhere. So I guess there's, you know, both sides to the story. But again, right. it's, it's, a, it's an interesting debate if you want to read and try and come up with what you think is the right answer. I'm not going to give you an answer. But I'd like to go back to the Olympics. Did you guys both watch the Olympics? A little of it. Okay. I watched little spit, you know, bits and pieces. So I, I, wa- I watched as much as I could. In fact, yeah. that you'll love this too. Why? Why? My brother-in-law is from the U.K. Mm. originally before he moved to Indiana when he was in high school. So he roots a 
little bit for the Great Britain people. We all root for the United States. And, of course, everyone was rooting for Israel. Did you know that Katie, um, Katie Ledecky has a Jewish grandmother? This was not brought up. Now, she is Catholic, Katie. Um, but she's, she, I watched her win that 15. She's amazing. She's an amazing swimmer, and we're really into swimming in our family. But right. her grandma, Berta Ledecky, uh, is a Czech Jew. And she also has grandfathers on um, the father's side of Ledecky, but they slowly, before they even came to the United States, they had already been intermarried and converted. But yeah, huh. and she's actually, uh, her grandma, she Berta Ledecky, blue, actually blood took them back to the Czech Republic. So Katie Ledecky knows about her Jewish heritage. Oh, wow. She uh, knows about family that was taken during the Holocaust and killed during isn't the Holocaust. Isn't there some kind of connection to Cincinnati? She's from Cincinnati. I don't know if there's a connection. I think that there was I didn't. This connection from Cincinnati too. I that I don't know. Um, yeah. Then there's another breaststroker. They weren't sure. Her name is Lydia J- Jacoby, and right. they weren't sure. Her father's name is Richard, and they live in Alaska. And there was a question whether or not she's she Jewish. She might have some Jewish. She blood. might have some Jewish blood. Mm-hmm. And then now, if you watch the marathon, of course, we're another family into marathoners. Mm-hmm. If you watch that, uh, Lona Chemtai Saltpeter, who was third up. Can you in- please? Can you say that again, please? Lona <laughs> Hemtai Saltpeter. Saltpeter. Right? Saltpeter is her name. She's married. She is actually was born in Kenya, but she represents Israel. But she's also married to a Jewish uh, man in Israel. And um, I'm assuming either she converted because or not. But in in any case, she did go to Israel to be a nanny at some point, eh? and she was actually third in the marathon up until. She got to like the last three miles, and then the heat overcame her, oh, and wow. she couldn't. And it was really sad did to she watch finish? that. She did finish. She stopped for twenty minutes. She was having a stomach ache, and yeah. she stopped for twenty minutes. What happens was when you're running those long distances, the run water. Out of gas. Well, no, the water from your stomach leaves your stomach, and sometimes it can. You've it's called the runner's trots. It's actually you. I've seen marathons where people are unfortunately Pooping. releasing. Yeah, their bowels are mm-hmm. emptying while they're running. So she had a stomach ache. Um, they didn't talk about that at all. Um, uh, but it, well, you, no, I can't bring you, that you, up. That's part of your dehydration right. is it, the, the water leaves your stomach and so, so it causes trouble. So you can't trouble. really drink. You're not Well, they hand, you, they hand you drinks, and it's just it was very hot that day. So she said she just couldn't do it, and she cried. She was very disappointed because she would have gotten the, got the bronze if she could last those last few miles. She ended up being 66th, but she didn't quit. She lived okay. herself. Um, there's a, I don't think she made it. There's an there's a Orthodox Jewish female runner. She what? didn't make the cut to be in the Olympics, but they used her in advertisements, mm. and she's hoping next time. Yeah, she just didn't make the cut, but okay. um, not because she didn't try. She's an amazing, I read about her too. She's an amazing, yeah. amazing runner. My wife uh, runner. about her. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, um, Hezbollah has been firing rockets in Israel lately, and yeah. so the kind of like the war is starting back up again. It's unfortunate. And it's, now it's coming from Lebanon. Yeah, so it was okay. coming from Gaza. Now it's coming from the north in Lebanon. So they're they're dealing with a lot of stuff over there right I now. Met, I met a Lebanese guy actually in, in the restaurant industry here in Cincinnati, and um, he was very complimentary of. I, I don't know what religion he is, or right. or, if, or if any. Right. But he's been there about 40 years, and he was very complimentary of Israel and um, kind of uh, mad about his, what Hezbollah has done to his country. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's ruining their own population. Well, if there's no peace, then you can't, like, have business. And if you can't well, have business, even you internally, can't prosper. Even internally, that they're corrupt, and, you know, they're not, um, you know, nothing to do with Israel. They're just not serving the population well. Right. 
Yeah, and also the IDF has been hitting Hamas in response to the arson attacks. You know, so that kind of hit home for me because now, you know, as I was in California and smelling the smoke, which smells like it, the entire place smells like campfire, yeah. and you can't get away from it. And then they're sending these incendiary balloons over and causing fires. So where you were at. It was just smoke. It's wait. I woke up. You come out, and it's just smoke. I woke up and I looked at the weather, and it says it actually said close your windows, put on your air conditioning, which they don't need air conditioning out there, so they don't have air conditioning, and stay inside. Today's a good day to read a book and and watch TV because of the air quality. So I shut the windows, but as I was going around where I was staying, you could actually there was ash all over, and there was ash on the cars. So. You know, when you get to see this in a closer look, it's right. even more, it's more frightening to, right. and then to right. read about it. But on the other hand, Israel has become the first country to start giving the third COVID vaccines. Yep. And I actually called CTI where I did the study. Right. And I, I said, please put me on the list if you're looking for volunteers for the booster. Right. So um, I, I'd like what to get this. Did you started. get Moderna or I Pfizer? I got Johnson & Johnson. So I've only had one yeah. shot. Oh, so okay. well, I, would, I had the Pfizer. Yeah. I, I, will, I will get another one. Yeah. I'll, get a, I'll get a booster. I'm yeah. ready to go. I asked the doctor that too, actually, but uh, they yeah. said they're not doing it yet. So in our middle column, so no more. Our, our that's is, all going to change. Centerfold it's not, not, it's not all going to change yeah. starting next week. Your centerfold is not just the We have everything. another big announcement today, and that is we're going to be adding four more pages of Israel, uh, international, like national, international, and Israel news. Those are all going to expand. We're not using every story we're getting from JT and JNS, so I'm adding another four pages of that news. So now you're going to have like seven or eight pages. So what's your total page count going to be now? I was just trying to figure it out. Going up to 28. We're okay. 24 now, and after starting next week, we'll be at 28. When you're at 36, we will have 32. double high. We'll be 32. <laughs> you could get a 36, but... Um, we'd have to have a lot more news, and we don't have that much. I mean, we'd have to use every... I don't know if we've got enough news to, to fill 36 pages. Yeah, double high. So, in the meantime, in the centerfold this week, eventually. we have a Tara Girls High School art exhibit. We also have Super Sunday pictures. Right? And down at the bottom, I don't know who the photographer was, but they took great pictures of Rabbi Joel Wachowski <laughs> at Added Israel. Oh, and my God, there's a car that looks identical to mine. Oh, is that you in that car? That's Barry and Bella. Oh, uh, Barry and Bella. Okay, I'll admit it. I took these pictures. Oh, you oh. took the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I go. took the bottom yes. pictures, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a great event. It was a great song event, and they gave us bags of goodies, and you got a great lunch, a really, really tasty. That's where I oh. saw Leah Marcus was at that event. Uh, I, thought you were talking, I, th- I thought you were still talking about that. But uh, we've got Canard Grill. <laughs> they, uh, they just have pictures of meat. And pictures of salmon. And brisket. I, I'm, I could have some of that salmon right now. That looks pretty tasty. And, you know, I don't eat brisket, but it, it actually looks I do. pretty I will tasty. Eat some, I'll eat some brisket. I'll it, brisket. It looks tasty. They make good food. Yes. So in letters to the editor, you have a really nice uh, letter from Russ Goldner yes. about when he ran into Jackie Mason. Right. At a he Delicatessen. met him when he was a little kid, and then he also saw him when he was in, uh, went up there for some kind of event, family event. Yeah, and uh, I guess there is a connection with Jackie Mason and his the, his wife before he passed away, Jill Rosenfeld, who is from Cincinnati. I guess she has Cincinnati connections. Well, you also, um, I yeah, Russ Goldner's uh, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, he's and another gingy. 
Well, and then he is a gingy. And uh, there is a uh, op-ed opinion piece from Rabbi Irvin Wise this week on Parsha Saftim. Okay, that's something. Talks, it's actually I very loved his sermons, so I'm yes. going to have to go back and, and catch. Yeah, it was about, yeah, that's very, very justice, nice. Justice, justice shall you pursue. Yep. All right. So we're on our favorite page from yes. the pages, page 18. So I will do in the beginning, uh, the Israelitish institutions of Cincinnati by Samuel Brule continue, the mikvah. The first public mikvah established in Cincinnati is located on 8th Street near Western Row and owes its foundation to the zeal and perseverance of Mr. N. Malzer, aided by Messrs. Hyman Moses, J.D. Goldstein, Jacob Meyer, J. Hilp, Z. Auer, Marcus Cohn, and P. Bamberger, and others, who in 1843 exerted themselves in reconstructing and altering a bathhouse so as to have in every way in accordance with the established custom as handed to us by our fathers, a society was then formed with the intention of defraying the expenses. And, August 4th, 1850. And you know, once again, it's great that you're here. Why, why? Because you know that Samuel Brule is also a landsman of yours. He came from the UK. Yeah. I'm filling you with all kinds of important yeah. information. You want to do the ladies column? Uh, yes, 125 years ago, the ladies column. And, and they're not talking about stretchy Lululemon pants here. <laughs> <laughs> Women are certainly showing more independence as to their dress nowadays, excepting at the most fashionable watering places. They rarely change their clothes more than twice a day. In the morning, the shirtwaist is the rule, and in the afternoon, perhaps a pretty silk or lawn is doomed. At present time, women of sense are going in for comfort rather than style, which is why my entire drawer is stuffed with stretchy pants. My closet's how many with times a day? How many times a day do you change your clothes? Well, I exercise, so I change my clothes, After and then that, I shower and yeah. change my clothes, and I try not to change my clothes more because it's laundry for me. It's not like I have right. a housekeeper that does my laundry, and I don't like to use dry cleaners. I don't like so that. now. Now back then, this is 125 years ago. Think of I, I don't know if they had, they didn't have showers. Um, they? They well, they used to have those baths that they'd fill with boiling water. Remember, they would have a bath in their house and they would fill it with water. But lots of times, the right. Jews of those days would go at least once a week to either the bathhouses or the mikvah before they before Shabbos. So, okay, okay, but they didn't have, like, deodorants. They used... I, you know, my What's grandmother it? once told me when she was a young girl, they had some sort of a stone that they used to rub under their arm that was a form of deodorant. It wasn't okay, an anti- like No, there's a, a difference like a between salt, a, like kind so of a salt. There thing was or? some sort of a stone. I can't remember mm. what it's called, but you know, there's a difference between antiperspirant and deodorant. Right. So antiperspirant is what stops you from sweating, and that's right. the things they tell women not to use as much because they do clog, and they uh. think that that. You know, that's one of those superstitions or okay, things that they right, think so may be a, causing trouble with okay. breast cancer. But the other is deodorant is what stops the odor. So it's deodorant. Okay. Okay. So, but they did, they well, did we wear now, their clothes now, differently than we do. So and they would change their clothes during the day. Probably, because, yeah. yeah. And um, especially if it's in the summer, they didn't have air conditioning. They got they got sweaty. But also, when you don't bathe as much, your body also adapts to that. So we bathe ourselves a lot. Um, okay. And if you wait longer and you let yourself stretch out, you can extend your bath. You just okay. But if you exercise, it's a whole. They didn't exercise like we do either. It's a whole different thing. So you're okay. promoting a sedentary. Uh, uh, yeah, lifestyle. I'm promoting a sedentary lifestyle. But yeah. yeah, no, I exercise every day, so it does it does include a shower. Um. 
is there anything that interests you between 175 and 50? Because I have a 25-year one that I'd like to talk about. Um, well, Dr. Murray and Anita Dopp. Well, that's announced- the one I was going to talk about. Okay, so you read you it, go. and then I'll go through it. Dr. Murray and Anita Dock announced the birth of a son, Adam Alexander, July 22nd. Adam has a brother, Jeremy Aaron. So I gave a call to Anita Dock yesterday. Um, you know, she's a, a nutritionist, a dietitian, and Dr. Murray Block, of course, is the pediatric dentist. But Adam um, is actually living in Baltimore with his brother, Jeremy. And Jeremy is in his residency for orthodontics. He's already a dentist, and now he's getting trained as an orthodontist. But Adam is an industrial designer, and he is working for Stanley Black and Decker as an industrial designer. Huh? And he went to the College of Cleveland um, Institute of Art in order to learn to be an industrial designer. And they're very happy. They're having a great time living together, the two brothers. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. And uh, he's got a great career going. All right. So another Jewish boy successful in, from Cincinnati. Well, there's plenty of other stuff here. Check it out, you know. Um. So there's one Ariel Sarah Parker, and I'm right. wondering if 25 years ago that was Sarah Jessica Parker's sister. Yeah, because remember, related. yeah, they lived here in town, and I'm just wondering well, if there the was thing, some so. sort. Well, it says Dr. Jeffrey and Marion Parker, but I'm wondering if there is a connection to the Parker family. That's got to be, yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering. We're not sure. She but. was on the dean's list at, at Brandeis. So mm-hmm. okay, all right. So then we've got um, Jews in the News, some interesting stuff. And then we've got some more Olympics Yeah. on uh, page 19. So when you watch the Olympics, what's your favorite sport? I guess I like um, triathlon. I like that. And it brings like tears swimming. to your eyes when they finish, yeah. Um, I like the, uh, the archery stuff. That's really fascinating and did you guys did you watch i didn't the, get to watch because it was all on like at night i mean well it was actually all... yeah so my brother-in-law actually taped it so when i was there we taped it but barry was watching it before i left town and um did you watch the beach volleyball a little bit of that uh the one jewish some, there was a yeah. one jewish woman was there alex kleinman all right um you've got your best buddy here is uh foodie fun kosher i know we will need to give her a call and find out what she's making special and different this year for rosh hashanah and gail if you're listening i'm still waiting for my invitation for a shabbat Shabbat dinner (laughs) i've got to know gail since she in the past year or so she's a really nice person yes yeah all right so um dr ruth nemzoff has a really good column this week about you've got an incoming college freshman and she knows a little bit about Judaism, but she's like going to college and it's kind of like relearning about Judaism and where do I fit in and who do I hang out with? And it's kind of, we all went through that when we went to college. Finding yourself and, and yourself. find, yeah. 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 So. And there's a picture of, uh, right at the bottom, you've got Joan Rivers, Iris, and me. <laughs> that was nice last week. I thought you guys did a great job, the three of you. All right, so um, we get to death notices. And uh, Dorothy Rose Meyerson Knee Brown, age 96, August 9th, 2021, one of Elul, uh, 57A1. And I already mentioned Ned uh, Leibowitz died on the same day on the 9th. Correct. So. And we want to remind people that their ads are due for Rosh Hashanah if you're going to do a family ad. I heard you say we're going to do a group picture from the Israelite. We we'll are, get all we the are. people in from the Israelite. Yeah. And uh, and that's where we ended today. So we want to welcome again. Well, we're not done our... yet. We still oh. have one more thing to do. I always forget that. I wonder why. And that would be 
bad joke of the week. <laughs> okay, are you ready? No, that's not coming from your phone. Oh, no. wait, we have an update on the honey. Update, update. Okay. I, I kind of tried to skim this through while, while you were talking, so I, I don't have all the details. You okay with this? Because you've, right you've already done the jingle, so yeah, yeah, going go back. ahead, go ahead. Then I'll uh, do bad joke of the so week. So the, the the question about kosher honey, I think, stems from the fact that it's coming from a non-kosher animal. The the the, the bee is not kosher, so how can it be kosher? Anything that comes from so that that's what it looks like when I read a bonus. But they say that um, since the the bee does not digest the honey, it just um, stores it and then it secretes it. Um, that's why it's okay. The, the issues oh. are um, honeys out there that add uh, flavorings or, or things like that. Okay, right. That's you can't have flavorings. No. So it's got to be pure. And right. I think, I think that, but anyway. I, Untouched I, by human hands. I got to stress, I didn't, I didn't read it in depth. I kind of skimmed this. No, this. that's great. Things that are interesting, I never would have known that a bee is not a kosher animal. Well, most bugs I don't think are. Okay. Yeah, you can't okay. eat bugs. Okay. No. And that's the Ex- fact that they don't digest it. They re- they don't regurgitate. They they just hold on to it and mm-hmm. then they take it into the into the hive. Well, except remember Gail Levine Schindler educated us on cicadas. So technically ah. the cicadas here are not kosher. But if you have a cicada that's all year round, it's not just something that comes out every 17 years, 14 or whatever it is, um that beca- that can and you eat it traditionally your people then that is kosher for you. That's called a minhog. It's not a minhog. Oh, maybe that's what I don't know. I think it's called a minhog. That's like I, a tradition. Minhog is tradition. I, I think, think one so. of the coming issues we're going to have in the kosher world is um, they're doing a lot more protein from um, plants. No, um, what? Like not grasshoppers. Uh, what am I thinking about? Some form of bug. Oh, okay. yeah, crickets. Crickets. Thank you. Hey, here, 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 girl. <laughs> you going for everything? <laughs> yeah. Said in his toys. Okay, let's get the bad joke over with. All Sorry. right, yeah, bad I, joke I, of the I week. Hold to, on, I hold on. To. Drum roll. All right. <clears throat> this is from, from the world's best jokes or the world's worst jokes. No, I'm so sorry. From the world's best jokes edited by Lewis Copeland. All right, ready? A hotel guest was greatly disturbed one night by a series of incessant jumps and bumping that appeared to proceed proceed from the room directly overhead. In the morning, he complained to the hotel manager and asked to have the mystery cleared up. A little later, the manager brought a Jewish-looking individual and introduced him to the gentleman. This, sir, is Mr. Cohen of Cohen, Levi, and Klein, explained the manager. He occupies the room above yours. Perhaps you can tell him, sir, what was the noise that this gentleman was complaining about. Vi, said Mr. Cohen, indignant, it was the doctor's instructions. He left me a bottle for medicine which say, take the mixture two nights running, then skip the third night. Oh, and no. so I did it. I half run the first two nights, <laughs> and last night I skip. <laughs> that was actually not a bad joke. That was kind of cute. All right. We like that one. So here, here you go. <laughs> I should just love this little uh, thing. It's just a wonderful. 
Well, YY, it was great. It was a great surprise that you stopped by. Had no idea. To deliver my ranch dressing, which I'll now finish eating. I'll have some ranch dressing on my salad tonight. That's the lengths we go to for our service. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only, hey, actually, it may have been uh, contrived because, you know, that's the only way I could get in here is screw up your lunch order and then have to fix it. Well, you know Maybe that's what, see, he actually planned this. When you, he was on top of the situation. He was so receptive, right. Well, I'm going to tell you, anytime you feel the need to drive yes, over and drop yes. off anything, you know where we are at what time. I, I know where you're at. Like I said, I'm waiting for an official invitation. You are officially invited officially now. Give, you have to see, you see the co-host. You have to officially invite him, too, then. I have officially invited you. You're officially you. invited by both of us. Okay, well, we want to wish everyone a good week. A Shavua yep. Tov. We'll see you all next week, and yep. Yep. we look forward to it. Take That's- care. Bye-bye. Thank you.